I want to take you now into John the eighth chapter. <clears throat> I'm going to be, and I have been, and I'm going to continue to teach you principles. The way God works, the way God thinks, the way God acts on our behalf. And these principles are, are important. But I want to take you to John 8, verse 31, where it says, Then said Jesus <clears throat> to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, in my what? In my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. You're only my disciple if you continue in my word. Catch that. Only if you continue in the word of the master are you his disciple. Now watch. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's verse 32. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What will make you free? Truth. Say it. Truth. And in John 8, 36, just a verse, a verse down from, from where we were. If the Son, therefore, speaking of Jesus, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Do you understand the power of truth? And that's the message today is unshakable truth. You could say truths. And I was thinking about that. What is truth? What is truth? In reference to the Spirit, in reference to what the Bible would say, what is truth? Well, Jesus said, I am the way, <clears throat> I am the truth, and I am the life. So if we're going to follow what Jesus said, Jesus is truth because the Bible says, uh, uh, understanding that he is true, that's what he said, the Word then, the Bible says, the Word was made flesh. What is the truth? Jesus. Yes. What is Jesus? The Word made flesh. So the Word made flesh sets you free. The Word sets you free. Are you catching the way I'm thinking this morning? It's the Word in you that sets you free. It's the Word in you that empowers you because it is that Word. Jesus was the Word made flesh. He said, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. So that means, Pastor Kenny, I'm free. I'm free from sickness. I'm free from heartache. I'm free from negative circumstances. I'm free from all the attacks of the enemy. Why? Because the Word lives and dwells within me. And that's the truth. And that's one of those truths I want you to see today. Faith will always work. Remember what I told you last week. Faith will always, always work, but you have to develop it within yourself. What is that? You have to understand what makes the word, what makes faith grow in you. I believe today that someone's going to catch this and you're going to come out of your, the, the, the ditch you're in, the hole you're in. The darkness you're in. God's going to set you free. And I believe that. I'm saying that by means of the Spirit today. You're about to step out of your dismal situation. It's coming right now. But here's the thing. <clears throat> People want to know about God. They want to know about faith. They want to know how they can operate in faith. They want to know how they can do great things for God. But let me just tell you, many people are messing up because they're, they're putting the cart before the horse. Let's just say you're, you, 
Let's just say we have a surgeon that's been actively practicing his skill, his surgery skills for more than 25 years. That surgeon didn't just wake up one morning and say, of course, some of you may, but that surgeon may, didn't wake up one morning and say, I believe today I can do surgery. Pastor Kenny, you had heart surgery. Would you like someone that just woke up one morning and said, I believe, I believe I can repair that damaged heart. I just believe it. I believe in my, I just got a hold of this. I believe I can, coming into your room, I believe I can repair your damaged heart or your internal organs. Why? Because I believe that I can do surgery and I will go in and do it. Well, let me just say this. You may believe it all you want to, but I'm not going to lie down on the table and let you cut on me. Why? Because there is a procedure. There is a process. That's why authorities, authority in the church is so important. And that's why you should respect the, the, the elderly because they've paid their dues. The, the, those that are especially in Christ, they've paid their dues and you need to respect because they've gone through the process. They've gone through things you have not gone through yet. <clears throat> Early in ministry, what did I do? Some of these people sitting here today, my staff, I respected the Bible calls them the hoary head, but it's the white head. And, and I respect them because they've gone through things I had not gone through. They saw things I had not seen. They experienced things that I did not experience and kept me from falling in traps because they had already been there. The process, the process, the process. So when we get into truth, when we see truth in the scriptures and you say you believe it in it doesn't mean it's in your spirit. There may have been what we talked about last week, mental assent, but it's not got into your spirit and thus it will not manifest in your life, although it is a truth. Let me tell you about a truth. A GPS, <clears throat> global positioning system, will tell you the truth. You get in your car, although there are some people, not me, will argue with the GPS. And my wife is... If we get in a car, she turns it on. Why? I don't know. She just wants to make sure that we don't fall into some traffic trap. Okay. So I'll argue sometimes with the GPS. But what the GPS, the Lord showed me this morning is the GPS is telling the truth. Now, Mike, it's up to me to say, I believe in the GPS more than mental sense. I believe it's right. But somewhere I've got to take my hands and drive that steering wheel the direction of the GPS. Somewhere I've got to believe in it enough to put my foot on the gas, to turn the wheel in the proper direction and go the way of the GPS. Let me say it again. The GPS is telling me the truth. Now, there's a lot of people in life that want to argue with the truth, but it's the truth that will set you free. It's the truth that will help you to grow. It's the truth that will help you to develop. It's the truth of the scriptures. It gets inside of you, and it'll start to manifest in your life when it goes from just mental ascent, and it gets into your heart, and you put your hands on the wheel of your life, and you turn in the direction of the Word of God. Am I making sense? I hope so. You have to develop yourself in this type of faith. 
You have to develop yourself in order to reach these things, to do, to take hold of these things, to enjoy these things. It's it's not just saying I believe in Jesus. It's knowing that Jesus believes that that He is dwelling and living within you. And when you say a thing, it's as if He said it. That's powerful. So just because you say a thing doesn't mean <clears throat> that it's going to come to pass. Say that. It's not going to just because you say it. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, 1, a verse which is key to this series. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, faith is always. It's in the now. Hope is in the future, right? So what is it if it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for? So what is it that we hope for? Well, we hope for the promises of God to come to fruition in our life. So is that what we hope for? All right. Well, the promises of God, the word of God to manifest it, if it's going to be manifest in your life, whether it's healing, whether it's financial, whether it's prosperity or spiritual gifts, whatever it is for it to become true in your life, active in your life. Hope will never accomplish that. Hope will never bring it. Hope. However, hope. Watch this. Hope is extremely important. It is part of the process. But your substance is not in your hope. Hope, hear me. That's not your substance. It's not in hope. But hope is needful. Hope for without hope. Get this in your spirit. For without hope, you have nothing for your faith to give substance to. Faith gives substance to it. Hear this. Hope is the goal setter. Hope sets the goal, but faith gets you there. People will come into a service. I've seen it here. As a matter of fact, um, today I'll be praying for people, anointing them with all. People will come into a service and they'll say, I'm, I'm coming for healing. It's a healing service, and they're, they're hoping to be healed. Have you ever heard of somebody like that before? Pastor Kenny, sometimes you better do more than hope. Hope is not going to heal them. Because it has no substance. Oh, hope, 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 hope. There's no substance in hope. But because of hope, they have an opportunity because now hope brought them and presented them. They presented themselves to be prayed for, to come into agreement. So hope brought them to that place. Without hope, they would not even shown up. Are you catching it now? It is hope that brings them, but it's faith that is going to bring about the healing. That's just that simple. Faith brings the healing, but hope brings you to the point where you can be prayed for. It is the substance of things, but they have to have hope because it is where their faith becomes directed. Your faith is directed where hope, where hope is. It's directed there. It's like a guidance system. Because a lot of people never understand the processes of how God works, the principles of God, we call it the law of faith, and it does really work. People got caught up in the fact that if you read the word and you start quoting it or just saying certain things and confessing certain things, that you're going to get it. But I'm going to tell you, you may get frustrated doing that because it has to do something, it has to do with something more than just you speaking it. Because people will give up. They give up. 
because they don't understand the law of faith, they start to give up on the things they're saying. Now let's just go back to my surgeon. If you're a surgeon and you had to spend a lot of time and you spend a lot of time and effort, you had to learn principles and the processes of surgery. You have to go through a lot of processes of sur- surgery and study before you can pick up that scalpel to work on a patient. Am I right or wrong? I mean, that's just what it is. There's no quick, <clears throat> there's no quick path to becoming a successful surgeon, is there? You learn what will work, you learn what will cause failure, and it's all a process. You need to say this with me. There is no quick path. Really, there isn't. Man, I wish I could be like that star. They just rose overnight. They came from obscurity. No, they worked their behinds off, coming through the ranks. Some of them, you know, they're they're one-night wonders. I can't believe it because they've been working night after night for year after year, and now they've made it. There is no quick path. It's like in a ministry, you say, well, that church just sprang up. That church didn't just spring up. There was people working for many years before it sprang up. So you learn what will work and what won't work. So there is no quick path. You must start, though. You must start, though, where you are. I heard someone say, when a young man said to me, he worked for me at the time. He said, I want to go out and start a church. I said, okay. He said, but I want a church just like this one. Well, this one didn't start like this overnight. We weren't reaching the people that we were reaching overnight. This took a lot of work, effort, blood, and tears, sweat and tears, and uh, walking in the process of God. And I'll never give up on that because what God has said, he's brought to pass. But let me tell you, we had to go through the process, Pastor Mike. We had to go through the process. So when it comes to faith, you have to start where you are and you have to develop yourself in that over a period of time. You will learn the principles of faith, how faith works. You will learn exactly what will make it operate in your life. And you will learn what works and what doesn't work. So when you take the faith walk, the process you will learn, or that which causes faith, you'll know what causes faith and that which takes away from faith. How many people know that? You, you see it. And you'll find out that what makes faith work faster. I'm telling you, that it's, it's, there's no quick route. But I want you to mark this down. There's only one thing that I know that makes faith work faster. And it goes back to my first two verses that I read today. Who's the word? Jesus. Thank you. The word made flesh. Now, remember that as I read this. There's only one thing that I know that makes faith work faster because there's really no shortcuts. But here's the avenue where faith works faster. And this is when you say me, not someone else. When you speak the word of God out of your mouth, then faith, then faith will come to you more quickly. But you have to speak it, not Alan Meshagan up here talking, you listening to me. It's when you start speaking it, you start believing it, you start rehearsing it. And you don't have to read in the King James Version or the Message Bible or the NIV. <coughs> you just start speaking the truths that you've learned. If someone is anointed to speak the Word of God, like right now, you are listening to the anointed Word of God. Take it. Use it. Talk to people about it. 
Tell them they can be healed. But let them know there's a process. It's more than just mental assent. It has to be in your spirit. I want you to look at this. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing. I want faith. I need more faith. I, faith comes by hearing. The more we talk about faith, I talk to my son, Pastor Ariel. I talk to Pastor Kenny. I talk to Pastor Mike, even Sister Kathy or my wife. We talk and man, my faith starts getting stronger. And I'm wondering what's happening to me because the word of God is a living thing. It's alive. And it starts showing me the things that I can do that I can accomplish. Matter of fact, some of you don't realize what you can accomplish because you will not give it to the Lord and you will not, you will not let the word of God start to live. Let, let the word of God live in you. I say, let it come alive in you today. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If this is true, if this is true, that faith comes by hearing the word of God, then in order for you to hear the word, it has to be spoken. Understand this. Well, Bishop, you don't understand. I heard it in my spirit. No, you need to hear it with your ear. You need to hear it with your ears. Sometimes your ears need to hear your mouth talk. If you ever gotten up, gone to the bathroom somewhere or just sit there and look at yourself in the mirror, you need to talk to yourself. I will not go this route. I will not be sick. I will not be defeated. I will not be discouraged because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. That's scripture. And if that's the only scripture you know, that's all you need to know. All you need to know that it's Jesus saves. Man, I am not going down. I am going over. I'm going to be above and not beneath. Let me tell you, I'm going to start hearing those things. I'm going to start rehearsing those things, Pastor Mike. I am not going to fail because the word of God in me cannot fail. I may fail, but the word in me will never fail. I get excited when you talk about these things. You may hear something that is not spoken, It could be in your spirit. You can receive degrees of faith from, matter of fact, from me ministering to you today. It's different degrees of faith. You can receive faith to some degree when you read the word, but when you speak it to yourself. I'm telling you a truth now. Here's one of those truths that will set you free. It's what I said. It's all tied together. But when you speak to yourself and you hear what you say, faith will come to you much quicker. Why? Because the word of God comes alive in you. It starts to dwell in you. Faith will be strengthened. And it's a major part of understanding this principle, this law of faith. You have to understand faith comes by hearing. And that hearing has to come by sometimes by you speaking it so your ear can hear it. Faith comes only one way. If you're going to listen to the scripture by hearing the word of God, that's the only way it's going to come. Faith, say it with me. Faith comes by hearing the word. Faith, the principle of faith, the principles of faith, the processes of faith will start to move quicker when you speak what you have heard from the word, not from someone else, but the word of God. I need to speak the word so I can hear and receive faith. God. In the next few weeks, we'll get into these different aspects. And I'll show you why it's so extremely important. 
that you do exactly what I'm saying because you, I want you to mature. I want you to grow. I want you to develop. I've heard and I believe that Paul, the Apostle Paul, when he makes this profound statement, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, that he's referring to his own voice, repeating the Word, repeating what God has said, And next week, I'll tell you why I believe this. The Apostle Paul did not make a mistake. He understood exactly where we are today. Listen, we are a church of give, act, serve, and inspire. But the only way we can do that is by faith. We're a a church of hope and healing. If anything, I said to my wife today, if we ever needed anything in the world today, we need hope and healing. We need it. Mankind has lost hope. And let me tell you, if you lose hope, you have no faith. You have nothing to guide faith to. So today I want to pray for you. I believe you're going to come out of the ditch you're in. I believe you're going to come out of the hole you're in. I believe you're going to come out of that darkness, out of that fog today. And you're going to start speaking the word of God. Just find one verse. You don't have to quote it verbatim. Say, this is what the Lord said. And and just, just say it. The Bible says he loves me. The Bible says he doesn't condemn me. I mean, there's so many powerful statements there. The Bible says I'm healed. The Bible says I can walk in prosperity. The Bible says he'll make my path straight. My God, there's so much. But I want to pray for you right now. Place your hand over your heart and let's believe God together. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity you've given us to minister your glorious gospel. Lord, I'm asking you right now to reach right into that hospital room, to reach right into that home, whether it be on the east coast or the west coast or in some other country. Lord, wherever it is, reach right into to that place and touch God, the innermost being, the heart of that person. Let them know, Lord, that faith will work if they will just ignite it through your word. Let them start speaking it now. Let them start believing it now. Let them start walking in it now. Let them quit rehearsing defeat and start re- rehearsing uh, uh, the prosperity and the peace of Christ Jesus, the power of Christ. Quit rehearsing death. And rehearse life. So in the name of Jesus, I come against those things that are trying to defeat you. And I say it is well with my soul and it is well with your soul because the Lord is in control. So Lord, for everyone that's under the sound of my voice right now, let them be set free according to your word. When you're introduced into anyone's life, they're free. So I thank you, Father, for this time. I thank you for this opportunity. And I thank you for the people, Lord that love you today and want to shine this light, this glorious light of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen.